Hello everyone, welcome back to What is a Podcast, the podcast that's trying to record on Sunday and failing at recording on Sunday. Um, I'm trying to get back on track, just the past couple Sundays have been rather eventful, um, so it hasn't been a whole lot of opportunity to record, and it's currently Wednesday, yikes, um, so hopefully Sunday at the end of this week, I can um, get some recording done, get some good information out to the world, because um, this is you know something that I enjoy doing, and I think it's a product that is pretty good at the end of the day, um, like it's pretty, you know, entertaining, I think, or it's pretty informational, or maybe not, maybe you don't know, maybe you don't care, maybe you hate it, maybe you're listening to this and you're just like hating every second of it. And in which case, I mean, I guess you can do that if you want. I don't know why you continue to listen to something that you hate that much unless you're doing, I guess, some type of review or some type of reaction or some type of humiliation, maybe. I don't know. Um, But I thought I would start this off with a little anecdote about my dream. And why I'm doing this is mostly just to warm up so I can talk about shit. Because sometimes I feel like I need to talk and I need to get used to it. And there's topics in the world that I want to talk about. But to get in my bag, just to get into the pocket that I really, really like to get into, I want to talk about something that happened to me. And this, I guess, is something that happened to me. But this is like a dream that I had a few days ago. And it's wild that I still remember this dream. Usually I don't remember like what my dreams are past like a few hours or so. And I think that's common for most people. But to that day, I think it was Monday. It was like a wild dream that I remember vividly. And let me, it's wild because I remember it. The dream itself, I don't think is exactly wild. It was just super, super memorable what happened, right? So I'm in the dream. I'm sleeping. I'm slumbering. I'm, you know, in my rapid eye movement sleep, right? And I go in the dream to some type of party. And there's people I know at this party in the dream. But there are people I know from like different areas of my life. Like the people in this dream do not know each other. Or at least a lot of them don't know each other. But they all know me, right? And then I'm going in and I'm have my laptop for some reason, right? I have a laptop and I'm sending like Facebook messages, like, but not really Facebook messages because I think they're anonymous. And I'm sending out these messages to all these people and they're really, really mean messages. Like I'm basically cyberbullying these people and they're getting it to like their phones or their computers or whatever. And you know, they're getting these messages and they're getting really, really upset at the messages. Like I'm going in, I'm pinning their insecurities down. I'm going for the quote unquote jugular. I'm doing all those things. I'm being really, really mean. I'm being a really, really bad person in this dream, right? But for some reason, the word gets out that my name is on these messages. Like my, I must have left my name on one of these messages that I thought was anonymous. Like I made a mistake somewhere. 
And then people start connecting the dots and then they get mad at me and they gang up on me. And in the dream, I'm like, wow, I feel awful. Like I shouldn't have done this. This was a mistake. It was like I got canceled on Twitter and then I pulled out my notes app and like did an apology or something like that. But in dreamland slash real life slash whatever. So people are ganging up on me. They're like, why would you do such a thing? Why would you do such a mean, stupid thing? How did you not think that you are going to get caught with any of this, right? So that's what happens. And then as soon as like I'm about to face my consequences in the dream, I shift, right? And I realize that this is not happening. I'm in the dream and I realize that this is fake. It's not a real world experience. This is a dream. And once I realize that I'm in the dream, my dream shifts and it goes from this really terrible thing, this really terrible experience at this party, which I had a laptop at for some reason, it goes from that to almost like a date situation. Like I'm with a girl and the girl that I'm with, right, is not a girl that I have any romantic interest in. It's just a girl that I know and not even a girl that I know well. It's just this girl that I know and we're on a date and we're in like a car and we're driving like we're on a date or we're coming back home from the date, right? And we come back home and we're hanging out, you know, we're doing all the boyfriend, girlfriend type stuff. And then towards the end of the night, the girl that I barely know transforms into a girl that I know from a different experience, but not someone I've talked to in a long time. So it went from a girl that I know that I still talk to sort of regularly now to a girl that I knew better, but I haven't talked to her in a long time, right? And it was like, we're doing the boyfriend-girlfriend stuff and then we kiss and it's weird that I'm kissing this person that honestly and truly I don't have any interest in that way. And then after the kiss is over, I look up and then it's another girl. It's like a completely different girl from a completely different place from a completely different section of my life. And again, a girl that I do not have any romantic interest in and not romantic interest in like their ugly type of way, like they're fine to kiss if you were to kiss them, but not interested in like we are just friends type of way, you know? So when that happened, and then after that, I was confused because at this moment, I realized again that this is a dream, right? I'm like, wait, why would this happen? Why would I be kissing this person? Why would I be on a date with this person in particular? Why was I on a date with the other person in particular? And it's like, okay, it all connects the dots. Then this is a dream again. I'm in the dream again. And eventually I wake up. And now now that I think about this wasn't Monday of this week, this had to be the weekend. It had to have been Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, because I remember waking up later than usual. And if I had woken up later than usual on a weekday, you know, it would have been bad because, you know, people have jobs and things. But this was waking up later on the weekend and it was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I tried to like psychoanalyze my dream a little bit, like what could this possibly mean And I think that being on a date might be because of, what is it? Valentine's Day coming up. Valentine's Day is like 
a week and a half away at time of recording. And I think maybe, like, I don't have a Valentine. I'm going to be working on Valentine's Day, I think. I don't think Valentine's Day is on a weekend. I'm actually going to search this up while I'm talking. But I don't think that Valentine's Day is on a weekend. So I'm probably going to be working on Valentine's Day. And I'm just going to, you know, have it be a regular day. And maybe I want a Valentine. Maybe there's, like, my subconscious is, like, Ask somebody to be your valentine, you fucking weirdo. Maybe there's something like that. But this whole office party cyberbullying thing, I don't understand. Because it was people that I've worked with, people that I had friends, people from childhood, cousins, all those things. And there was one person that I didn't recognize right away. I don't know who, but it was like the person who was about to get me in trouble wasn't someone that I recognized. There was also the people that I recognized, like all my friends and whatever. But the person who really cracked the hammer down on me, who was really gonna fuck me up, was not someone that I know. Valentine's Day is on a Friday, by the way. It's a weekday. Um, But actually, Valentine's Day is probably pretty good for a Friday, but whatever. But I don't know exactly what that means. And I don't know what any dreams mean. I've never tried to like analyze my dream before but it seems interesting that you would dream something romantic about someone who you don't have romantic interest in and I don't usually remember my dreams so if I have like romantic dreams about people I have been interested in I just don't really remember but it seems interesting to me that you two people that I have no romantic interest in, and they probably don't have any romantic interest in me that I know of. They seem to be, you know, cool off me just being a friend, you know? If that's the case, then maybe, like, your your subconscious can only form those things with people that don't mean the same thing to you. Maybe. I'm just fucking talking out of my ass here. But what I was thinking of was, like, You have feelings for people who you're interested in and maybe those feelings are maybe stored in a different place or maybe they're just too powerful or maybe weak depending on who you are. And in order to fill out those romantic fantasies, it needs sort of like someone a little bit more neutral to you that you can just apply whatever emotions or feelings your feelings are on. And maybe this is like all subconscious stuff that maybe you don't think about regularly. And if you psychoanalyze dream or analyze dreams or know anything, hit me up. Let me know. Message me. Because Google, Google is very helpful, but Google is shit when it comes to like what your dreams mean. Um, yeah, and I just thought that was interesting because I've been thinking about it like literally all week. Like this dream, I'm still dreaming it technically. Like I still keep thinking about it. Like what does this mean? Why am I cyberbullying people? Like, I am not a cyberbully. I might make jokes about you, but I'm not going to go in to your DMs. I'm not going to insult you in that way. If I'm going to insult you, you did something stupid, and I'm, like, quote tweeting it in public, you know? Like, I'm not out here cyberbullying and ruining people's lives in that way. I'm not trying to actually be mean to people. But anyways... I'm still terrible at these transitions. Super Bowl happened. And the Super Bowl was an eventful game. It was an eventful time. And it was the 49ers versus the Chiefs. I don't want to talk at an extended period of time about the Super Bowl because it has been a couple days since it's happened. In all like the the sports people have already talked about it probably. And, you know, a lot of other people have talked about it. 
and it's on its way to becoming a little bit old news, right? But I do think the Super Bowl, it was like a good Super Bowl. And I'm saying this as a Raiders fan who didn't like any of the teams involved. Like the 49ers, like as a Raiders fan, you can't root for the 49ers ever, right? The 49ers are the enemies and the Raiders, in my opinion, are the good guys. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, Although, in my opinion, like, there are Raiders fans all over, and I'm a California Raiders fan. I live in the Bay Area. So, I dislike the Broncos and the Chargers more than I dislike the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are still a team that I dislike, right? And the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, are, like, the problematic fave of the NFL. Like, the Chiefs have, like, a low-key cultural appropriating mascot or logo, Or like the fans sometimes do like the tomahawk chop and Native Americans are not cool with that. And a lot of people are like, hey, stop doing the tomahawk chop. That's offensive to me. And the fans still keep doing it. And then they have people like Tyreek Hill. And if you don't know who Tyreek Hill is, just know that Tyreek Hill on multiple accounts is a bad person. I don't have anything to prove that Tyreek Hill is on his way to becoming a better person than he was. As far as I know, Tyreek Hill is still a bad person. If you want to know why he's a bad person, that information is easily at your fingertips. You can Google, you can Bing, you can search on Twitter, even Instagram. You can do so many things to find out who Tyreek Hill is. And it's like the Chiefs are just like this low-key problematic team that's really good so we don't always talk about like all the problematic things that surround the Chiefs but I was on record I think on this podcast the last episode I did I was on record saying I'm not rooting for any team but if I was to prefer a team to win it would have been the Chiefs and my reason is simple I know a lot of 49ers fans right I know so many 49ers fans. I'm a Raiders fan, but I currently live in 49er territory. I know so many Niners fans, diehard Niners fans, casual Niners fans, people who just like 49er jerseys, all that stuff, right? And I would rather not hear them brag for however long they're gonna fucking brag. Niners fans do this whole quest for six nonsense and they've been saying quest for six for like 11 years or something and they still haven't gotten the six and that warms my heart that they just haven't gotten the six but to hear them brag and they probably unnecessarily bring the Raiders into it because that's just what fans do like if there's a team and your rival isn't doing as well as you you're gonna shit on your rival that's just what sports fans do if Raiders fans might have done the same thing if it was Raiders versus Seahawks And the Raiders won or Raiders lost or whatever. Like, Raiders fans would probably do the same shit back. But I know so many 49ers fans. I don't know any Kansas City Chiefs fans at all. I don't know any single Kansas City Chiefs fans. If any Kansas City Chiefs fan is going to talk shit on my team, I'm only going to see it on the internet. I'm not seeing it in real life. I live in California. I've never met a Chiefs fan in my goddamn fucking life. I don't, there might not even be a single Chiefs fan in California outside of Hollywood where like Paul Rudd lives, right? Like Paul Rudd, I'm assuming he lives in like LA, Hollywood. Paul Rudd and like Jenna Fisher, or no, Jenna Fisher is a St. Louis person, but like Paul Rudd and all those other Kansas City people, those might be the only Chiefs fans in California. 
Like I, I've seen a whole. I've seen Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Colts fans, Steelers fans, a Chiefs fan out here. Absolutely fucking not. I've, I've never encountered one in the wild. If they exist, then they are rare. They're like rare shiny Pokemon because I haven't seen them. So in my social life. Not being able to hear those bragging Niners fans is much better for me. It makes my days so much easier to just have people just not talk about the Niners for the rest of the year, right? Or until football starts again, right? That's so much better for me. That makes my life so much easier. Chiefs fans are probably having fun in Kansas City and doing all that stuff. And that's fine. They can stay over there. Do I like the Chiefs? No. Do I want the Raiders to beat the Chiefs? No. Was I rooting for the Chiefs? No. Not necessarily. I just like seeing the Niners lose. If the Niners lose at the hands of the Chiefs, then I guess that's just how it is. You you take some and you lose some. If the Niners had won, you know, I probably would have said like, okay, still hate you, but congrats on the win. You got six, whatever. And then it would have been, you know, ended at that. But Bang Bang Niner Gang was more like Shame Shame Niner Gang on Sunday. and But it was overall, I think, a good game. And also, like, Patrick Mahomes is, like, the best quarterback in the league. So you can't bet on that. Like, I was hoping to see Patrick Mahomes, like, do some incredible stuff. And the incredible stuff came, like, way late in the game in the fourth quarter. It was an incredible comeback. But that came, like, pretty late in the game. And then we have Jimmy Garoppolo who Jimmy Garoppolo might be the biggest beneficiary of pretty privilege in the continental United States. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, if you don't know Jimmy Garoppolo, just Google, just do that, Google. Jimmy Garoppolo is a very handsome guy and he seems to have gotten all his opportunities, at least in part, just because he's handsome and charismatic, right? He's not the world's best quarterback like Patrick Mahomes is worlds better than Jimmy Garoppolo is on any given day or any given night right Jimmy Garoppolo you know he's had decent performances he's had good performances he's had bad performances but at the end of the day people are like but Jimmy is so handsome it's Jimmy of course we're gonna give Jimmy another chance he's so handsome and the 49ers can get out of Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. They can like kick him to the curb, essentially. Are they? I would say probably not because he's just so handsome. If pretty privilege doesn't exist, like there's, if pretty privilege did not exist, there would be no way to explain Jimmy Garoppolo because his existence proves that pretty privilege exists. People are letting him be better than he is or think that he's better than he is because the guy is handsome. That's all it is. Like, he's a capable quarterback. He's probably like a league average quarterback, but he's not there yet. He's not at the upper echelon of quarterbacks. No. 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 Like, Jimmy Garoppolo and like Derek Carr to me are like in the same tier. Like, Carr might be better one day, Garoppolo might be better one day, all those things. But Carr has had like an MVP caliber season under his belt. Then he got hurt, right? Garoppolo has not had that, right? But people are pushing up Garoppolo to be something that I don't think he is, right? And of course, there was a halftime performance. I said I wasn't going to talk so much about the Super Bowl. I think I've gone for like 
10 minutes on the Super Bowl or something like that. But the halftime performance, Shakira, J-Lo, Bad Bunny, J Balvin. Is it J Balvin or J Balvin? I don't, I think he like pronounces it in like sort of like an American way. J Balvin, whatever. But the halftime show I thought was better than I thought it would be. I did expect J-Lo and Shakira to share the stage more but i guess like when you don't really have songs together like it's hard to share the stage at the same time but shakira like shakira like ran point on that shakira was like the main horse and i feel like they marketed it as if j-lo was like the main attraction and j-lo was important right but j-lo was definitely like 40 percent, and shakira was like 60 percent, right and shakira performed her ass off although i do feel like Super Bowl performances don't feel the same when you know that like the instruments aren't plugged in. Like I think the Red Hop Chili Peppers like didn't have their instruments plugged in because it's Super Bowl policy and I don't think anyone has the instruments plugged in because Shakira was going playing a bunch of guitars and drums and stuff and maybe she was actually playing like in real life but no one can hear that. That was like the background track that Shakira was doing. And that's fine, but it doesn't, you know, feel the same of a Super Bowl show. But Shakira gave some Lebanese flavor. You know, she did the... I can't do it. But the Zagruta, um, she was doing that. She was doing little belly dancing, singing in Spanish. Bad Bunny came and did a sing. J Balvin did, came and did a sing. Jennifer Lopez doing like those hustler stripper moves. Like, my God. My God. My God. It's just like doing those stripper moves, Shakira doing the hips don't lie. It was such a great performance from them. And then J Balvin, Bad Bunny coming out doing their thing. It was a great performance from them too. But I saw a tweet and I'm going to paraphrase this tweet. I forget who says the tweet, but it was like, you can't bring us J-Lo on a stripper pole and then put 50 kids on stage. It was something like that, right? And I didn't think about it during the performance. I was like, wow, this is a good performance. I believe J-Lo's daughter came and sang a little bit with her and they had like the Puerto Rican flag and all that stuff, right? But I didn't think about it like that. I guess I wasn't horny enough to think about it like that. Like I wasn't like, like there are people who are horny and we'll get to that in a minute. But it was like, oh, this is a good performance. They're doing their thing. This is an incredible display of, you know, show womanship, right? And then, like, all the kids come, and then they do, like, that Super Bowl, like, this is cute, whatever thing, right? And I was like, wait, that is a kind of weird juxtaposition that that they did that. Like, they had all those kids and J-Lo just being on a stripper pole and all that stuff. But I wasn't, like, offended. I know some people were offended by the halftime show. And to my thing about that is that this is football, right? Football markets itself as, like, the tough manly sport right people get hurt in literally every football game like people get injured every football game there is a possibility when you watch football that you're gonna see a scary injury that you're gonna see someone get carted off the field that you're gonna see someone break a bone like that's all possible when you watch football not to mention that football players are swearing and cursing potentially fighting on the field like when you do football and if you've ever been to like a football game like football games aren't necessarily the most family friendly places right football is not necessarily a family friendly sport despite what they want to believe 
it seems like when you're doing like one of the more violent sports out there, that a little bit of, you know, gyrating isn't such a big deal, right? It's just having fun. We're just doing the whole thing. We're dancing. We're shaking our hips. All that's that's what dancing is, by the way. Like, I am not a good dancer, but I know that good dancing involves like some hip movement, some, you know, gyration. Like, you got to get your knees into it. You got to bend down. You got to get low and pop back up, you know, to be a good dancer. Like, that's just good dancing. Stop being a baby about it. It's fucking football. Like, is is an, is a stripper pole really worse than someone breaking his leg because he's playing a sport? I don't think so, right? Stripper poles or, like, pole dancing is another sport in and of itself where probably the injury rate is lower or at least a serious injury rate is lower i would say that for sure um but yeah it was a good super bowl it was a good super bowl halftime show the niners lost so my life is is just a lot easier right it's just so much you know calmer now than it was right and Gotta talk about the commercials. There were some interesting commercials, right? There was a couple food-related commercials that I thought were interesting. There was Cheeto popcorn, where Cheetos is going to be making like some popcorn-flavored Cheetos. And me, being a junk food, fast food type of guy, I am extremely interested. There was Coca-Cola energy drink, Coke Energy, which sounds like you're actually doing cocaine. But the Coke Energy, right, that sounds dangerous because energy drinks, in my opinion, you should stay away from. You should stay away from the Red Bull. You should stay away from the Monster. You should stay away from the Bang Energy. That's just my opinion. Like, I don't think those things are good for you in that way, right? And I think they claim to be healthier than they really are. Coca-Cola Energy, that sounds like it's going to fuck me up. Like, that sounds like it's, your pee is, like, naturally, like, clear to yellow. It sounds like Coke Energy would turn your pee fucking purple. Like, oh, my God. Like, Coke Energy just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. It's like when Four Loco came out and it was like Four Loco was, like, terrorizing the youth. Like, I feel like that's sort of similar to what this is just without the the alcohol like it would just be like terrorizing some young kid or like some 18 year old kid is gonna get just hopped up on coke energy and just like run his car through a gas station like that's how i i feel like it's going to be like with coke energy but i am interested in trying it i'm interested in in trying it and seeing how good it is but i don't think that's gonna be fine and there were some good commercials there weren't any like amazing commercials there was one it was a mountain dew commercial and mountain dew low-key like is in the super bowl every year and there was a mountain dew commercial with tracy ellis ross and you expect me to believe that tracy ellis fucking ross drinks mountain dew not a fucking chance there is no way in goddamn hell that Tracy Ellis Ross has drank Mountain Dew in the last 10 years. I refuse to believe that. Tracy Ellis Ross, get your money, secure the bag, all that stuff. But you, you, you don't drink Mountain Dew. Are you fucking me? 
Absolutely not. You never had Mountain Dew. When was the last time you had Mountain fucking Dew? Like, I'm a regular person. Like, I'm a regular guy, and I don't eat the healthiest, right? Like, I like, you know, fast food. I like junk food. I like all that stuff. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in years. Because Mountain Dew is just, like, on that level for me where it's like, fuck. Like, like, I gotta be in a certain state of mind to have Mountain Dew. If you drink Mountain Dew, that's fine. But Mountain Dew is like a level above soda. Like Mountain Dew is like when you really fuck with the soda. Like you have to really fuck with Mountain Dew to drink with Mountain Dew. You don't like casual soda drinkers. Like if you have a Coke every now and then or a Sprite or every now and then, you're not reaching for the Mountain Dew. To reach for Mountain Dew, you have to be deep in the fucking soda. You have to really like soda. That's a borderline niche soda, Mountain Dew. And I don't think Tracy Ellis Ross drinks Mountain Dew. I'm actually, I just took a sip of sparkling water. Which I assume is a base for Mountain Dew. But Mountain Dew on its own? Absolutely fucking not. And there was a couple one, like there's like Katie Sowers, like the coach for the 49ers, like the first female coach, the first openly gay coach to my knowledge. Um, there was a make space for women which had like Taraji Henson and like some other people in it and they were all astronauts. That was kind of fun. But there was two commercials that stuck out to me for different reasons. One was Google. Google tried to make us cry. They had like this sob story about a woman named Loretta who we can only assume is dead and we're finding out the memories of her. I would prefer Google not to make me cry. I would prefer Google to just be Google. I don't need sad stories from Google. You're fucking Google. If I wanted sad stories, I would Google sad stories. What the fuck? And then there was Lil Nas X Doritos commercial. And that one, it wasn't an amazing commercial to me. It was just like, I know that in recent weeks, Pastor Troy, who's a rapper, like, an older rapper like he's been around for a while he was like saying that there's a gay agenda like all this like homophobic like propaganda bullshit like all this stuff that like really isn't true and like oh Lil Nas X because he's gay he can get Grammys but I'm Pastor Troy I'm straight as straight as can be and I don't have any Grammys and it was like and there was other stuff into it but basically what it boiled down to was if you see a gay man on TV, it's threatening you. That's what that's what Pastor Troy was saying. And that's obviously not true. A gay man on TV is just a person on TV. And if a gay person is in your vicinity, that just means that there's a person. Gay people are just people. People are just people. It's not a threat to you unless they're actively threatening you. A gay man is not threatening you unless... They're putting a gun to you or something like that, right? And then these people who think that there's an agenda or that masculinity is under attack or something like that, like, where is the fucking attack? Where is the attack? (laughs) I don't see it. I don't see where people are being attacked. At least not straight people. We're not being attacked. Like, there might be, like, a joke about straight people every now and again. It might be a same-sex kiss or a same-sex marriage, maybe if you're watching the right type of program, a same-sex sex scene. But there, where's the attack coming from? Like, you still exist, bro. Like, you you still exist. You as your straighty McStraderson person, and mind you, I am a straight person as well. 
and nothing happened to me. I see Lil Nas X on Twitter every day. I'm still straight. It's, it's magnificent. I can listen to Lil Nas X. I can listen to Old Town Road. I can listen to Panini. I can listen to Rodeo. I can listen to any of that shit and not want to suck a dick. <laughs> like that, It's not that hard. Like You just remain the same. And if a gay person does something, that's just a person doing something, bro. Like, what is going on? And I saw that Doritos commercial and I was like, is Pastor Troy going to boycott Doritos? Is that where we're at? Because he was saying something about like boycotting Applebee's because they showed like a gay couple in their advertising or something. And I was like, yo, if Pastor Troy boycotts Doritos, that would actually be kind of hilarious. But also good on Lil Nas X for like continuing to secure bags. Like he memed his way into a Grammy, two Grammys. He memed his way to number one. He's memeing himself constantly. He's making jokes on Twitter and it's continuing to secure him back. He's famous and he's continuing to remain famous because he could have fizzled out, right? He could have, you know, just gone by the wayside, been like a one hit wonder type of person and granted, we haven't had like a follow-up project to my knowledge. Like I haven't seen like a new mixtape or a new EP or I don't know where he's going to go musically if he still even wants to make new music at this point. Um, but he's remained relevant. He's remained in the culture and he's in a Super Bowl ad. Like there's not much exposure bigger in America than a Super Bowl ad, right? So that was interesting to me. There was also like the political ads, which I don't mind. Like there was a Donald Trump ad. I'm not down with Donald Trump. I believe it was Mike Bloomberg who also had an ad. And while I am on, you know, the left side of things, Bloomberg just seems really, really goofy to me. A lot of these Democrats are seeming a little bit goofy to me. And I'm sure they do some good work, but you just seem a little goofy. You you seem like you're not, you're not in it all the way for me, you know? I don't know, that sequence of words I don't think made sense at all. But they just seem a little goofy, right? I'll still vote for you over Trump. Like, you're still better than Trump, but you seem pretty goofy, right? And it's just like, oh, the keep politics out of sports type of thing. Like, if you really wanted to keep politics out of sports, that stuff wouldn't happen. But I have to wonder, like, can the NFL even reject an ad from the president, I can see them rejecting an ad from Bloomberg, right? And not being political in that way. But can the NFL reject an ad from the president, the sitting president of the United States? Is that even possible? Like if the NFL did that, what would Donald Trump do? Because Donald Trump is like a clown of a president, right? So he would obviously like tweet about it and throw a tantrum about it if he did get rejected for his ad. Like, I don't I don't think the NFL was really had a choice in running Donald Trump's ad. But it's just like, you know, if we're going to put politics in sports, then we can just go all the way with it. And whether you agree or disagree, then politics are in sports, right? We have the advertising. We have the patriotism. Just let Kaepernick back in the league, you know? Someone signed Kaepernick. If politics are just going to be in sports... Right? That that seems like the next step if you're gonna allow political ads on both sides to be in your 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 Super Bowl, right? From two people who a large percentage of America think is rather goofy, 
right? Like, people think Trump is bad and Trump is goofy. People think Mike Bloomberg is goofy, too. Republicans and Democrats, right? Like, these, like, billionaire people who can buy ads. Like, the rest of the count candidates, like, like the regular candidates, they, they, didn't, they didn't have Super Bowl ads. But they probably can't afford a Super Bowl ad. Bloomberg is like, I'm rich as fuck. I want to be president. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this ad. Side note. Mike Bloomberg, I'm pretty sure is a billionaire. I'm going to look this up as I am talking to you all. But Mike Bloomberg is a billionaire. And I don't know. I'm thinking about Andrew Yang. I don't know if Andrew Yang is a billionaire. But Mike Bloomberg is a billionaire. The first thing that comes up when you Google uh, Mike Bloomberg is his height, by the way. Yeah, Mike Bloomberg is $60 billion. He is loaded. He is a fuck ton of money. Okay. If you have that much money, this applies to Donald Trump as well. Why do you want to be president? Like maybe like advising the president, like being like an advisor to the president, right? I can see you wanting to be that. But why would you want to be president? That's like you you worked assuming you worked somewhat hard at least for this billions of dollars. I'm assuming some of it might have been inherited or some of it might be lucky, but you have billions of dollars. You can do what you want, right? You can do anything you want. You have billions of dollars. You have more money than what a normal president has, right? You can live anywhere you want. You can fly anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. The world is literally your oyster. You can go into so many different industries or you can just chill. Why do you want to have the work of being president? That makes no fucking sense. President is literally the most stressful job in the America, maybe even in the world, right? Why, if you have billions of dollars, why don't you want to relax? Why do you want to be president for four years? The same goes for Donald Trump. Why the fuck do you want to be president? You have billions of dollars. Hello? That makes absolutely no sense. Why would you do anything in the world? You can do any single living goddamn thing in the world. You can get married. You can get divorced. You can have kids. You can abandon your kids. You can do anything. And you choose. You choose to do the most stressful job in America. You choose to be criticized, like people are gonna tear you apart as president, you decide to go with all that media, you run the risk of being assassinated because you're fucking president, and that's a risk that every president has when they're assassinated. You risk having the majority of the country hate you because you didn't do something that they like, or you did something that disproportionately affects other people. You choose to do that dumbass shit instead of just being a billionaire and chilling and like getting tax write-offs or something. Absolutely idiotic. Like, how are you so smart that you were able to win the game and make a billion dollars? Because very few people can do that. How are you so smart that you do the dumbest thing possible? You just become president or you try to become president. What happens if you're actually president, right? I think this happened to Donald Trump. What happens if you're actually fucking president and you don't know how to be president? You don't know how to be fucking president. Hello? Like, you've never been a politician. Or I think Mike Bloomberg was mayor of New York. But Donald Trump and like, what's his name? Steyer? Tom Steyer? Like, if you've never been a politician anywhere... 
Why the fuck do you want to be president? That makes no sense. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know at all what you're doing. Even if you have like a political science degree or you rub elbows with politicians and you're powerful, making those executive decisions, doing those executive orders, getting daily briefings every day, that top secret shit, and people that want to go to war, like deciding one decision can spark a war and you're a billionaire and you want to do that? You want to potentially start wars as a billionaire? Hello? I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, it feels like it's blatantly obvious to me that being president kind of sucks. And like the actual politicians, right? Sure, try to be president, whatever, right? But if you've never been a politician before, it's just, it throws me off a little bit. Like, I love The Rock. I think The Rock is amazing. I think The Rock is a perfect, sweet angel. I'm not ro- voting for The Rock as president. Are you fucking me? When Kanye said he was going to, you know, be president. And at that time, Kanye had a little bit higher public opinion than he does now. And I like Kanye music. What the fuck does he know about being president? Hello? You can't just do that, right? And I'm not saying that you have to be a career politician or be a politician for your entire life. But you have to try something a little bit less. Like maybe try Congress. Maybe try being a mayor. And this is what Bloomberg did. He did. He was a mayor. I'm pretty sure. I've never been to New York, but I'm pretty sure Mike Bloomberg was a mayor of New York for a time. Right. And he has like the Bloomberg News or whatever or anything like that. Right. Yes. Bloomberg was a mayor from 2012 to 13. He was a Republican. Oh, that's interesting. But you got to try something a little bit less. Right. Before president. Right. Stare, I'm looking at you. Are you even still in the race? Tom Stare, you fucking goofy ass bitch. <laughs> like what what are you even doing? It doesn't make any sense why you're why you're still there, right? I'm looking up Tom Stare right now. Big corporations are controlling our democracy. From the fucking dude with a net worth of 1.6 billion. Come on. Are you dumb? How do you have a billion dollars and you're still fucking dumb? It may, it's bamboozling to me that you can be so wealthy, so powerful, and so dumb. I guess Donald Trump is dumb too, but you know what I mean. Maybe billionaires are just dumb. Maybe billionaires are just like, they're just on average dumber than average. And they just got really lucky and they became billionaires. Maybe that's what billionaires are. Um, but anyway, that went a turn. I did not expect to get so animated. If you know me, you know, I'm not even really like a loud extroverted person. And then I get on here and then like the president comes up and I'm just like, fuck the president. Fuck the Democratic election. Fuck the Republican election. Just be independent or be leftist or whatever. Like I go into like that tangent when I'm sometimes on the podcast and I don't really do that in real life. I'm more laid back in real life. I don't think anyone who listens to this like knows me in real life, right? But it does seem to be a little bit di- I notice a little bit of a difference in me when I get here and I'm by myself and then the opinions start coming out, you know? But enough about that cuz I'm going to blow a gasket. 
I want to talk about a young woman, Billie Eilish. Young William Eilish. Billy, Billiam, Billison Eilish. Billie Eilish made the news. She always makes the news. But Billie Eilish made the news about her opinions on hip-hop. And people are upset. And I listen to hip-hop. I listen to hip-hop every day of my life. There's not a day that goes by where I don't listen to hip-hop in some capacity, right? So I feel like I can speak on this just a little bit. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a producer. I'm not in the music industry. But I listen to hip-hop every day in some way, shape, or form, right? And Billie Eilish says something along the lines of this. I'm not direct quoting here. A lot of rap is fake because they talk about guns and women and they really don't have any guns or they're really not sleeping with a lot of women. That's the emphasis on what she said, right? That's the basic bare bones of it. I'm sure there's more to an interview. I didn't watch the whole interview. I didn't read the whole interview. But she said that in the interview. And I don't know the context. Maybe she didn't mean it in that way. I don't know. But people got mad, right? Because what is Billie Eilish criticizing hip-hop for? Why is What is Billie Eilish about being authentic? And I just wanted to sort of think about where Billie Eilish might come from. I'm not saying she's right or wrong. I'm just trying to think about where this comes from. Because a lot of rap is rooted in being real, rooted in authenticity. Country music is like this as well. Like country music, in order to be real country, you have to fit the certain elements, not just music-wise, but like optics-wise. That's like Lil Nas X had a little bit of trouble on the country charts because of a lot of the optics of what he was doing and how he was going about his music, right? So when it comes to being authentic, rap is a little bit, you know, iffy or touchy in that way, right? If rap wasn't rooted in some type of authenticity, then when Drake was accused of having ghostwriters, that would not have been a big deal, right? But it was a big deal. But at the same time, while rap is rooted in authenticity, and a lot of rappers do say like, a lot of rappers are fake, but I'm real. A lot of rappers are telling stories. I actually live what I'm doing. And this is the same with like British rap as well. Like a lot of British rap is rooted in the same authenticity, right? But to me, a lot of rap I know, even if they're claiming that it's authentic, I know that they're not doing the same things they used to do right now, right? Like, if you're Lil Wayne, for example, Lil Wayne's been famous for a long time. When Lil Wayne was 17, he's not doing the same shit he's doing at whatever age he is now. He has millions of dollars now. He doesn't need to be doing all that stuff anymore. He might rap about it. He might reminisce about it. He might tell that story in different ways. But he's not doing that same thing over and over again. And for me, as someone who doesn't like shoot people, I don't sell drugs, I am not a fan of the strip club um, and that type of stuff. And when people talk about like the streets, the ghetto, and that's not all rap is about. Like you can rap about more shit than guns and women's and all that other stuff. I'm just giving an example just so you can get what I'm coming from. So when I don't sell drugs, I don't shoot people, I don't own a gun, and I'm listening to this gun, drugs, you know, strip club music that I enjoy so much, that's just, you know, putting me in a fantasy, right? That's just a fantasy land. It doesn't have to be real. It doesn't have to relate 
to me in order to be good, right? And I don't, I see it as it's no different than like reading a book or watching a Marvel movie, right? People are like, oh, I can't relate to these rappers. And to me, it's like, shut the fuck up, you know? I don't say that. I say that in my head. I don't tell them that. But it's like, shut the fuck up. Because when we watch Marvel movies, right? Marvel movies, one, are unrealistic, of course. They are violent for a second, right? And two, they're like so high budget and almost cartoon-like at this point. Like there's nothing realistic or relatable about any Marvel movie except for maybe Spider-Man, maybe Ant-Man. And even that is pushing it, right? That's a fantasy. We sit there in the movie theaters. We go in. We have our good time. We eat our popcorn, drink our soda, and then we leave. And it's like, oh, that was a great fantasy experience. When you're reading a book, and it doesn't have to be like a fantasy book even. It could be like fucking, I don't know, like a dictionary. Or it could be like, I'm looking, there are no books where I am right now. Let's just say Percy Jackson or Harry Potter, right? You can relate to Harry Potter in some ways, right? Harry Potter is, you know, a young boy trying to navigate the world in a new place. But Harry Potter's a fucking wizard. Hogwarts is not real. Dobby the house elf is not real. Hippogriffs are not real, bro. Like, it's a fantasy. You're just putting yourself in that fantasy land for some time. And I don't see why music has to be different, right? I understand that, like, if you're faking it, then... Being a fake person isn't necessarily a good thing, but I don't think that every single rap song has to be 100% autobiographical. Like, it doesn't need to be that way. But I think Billie Eilish is listening to rap music, seeing people who claim to be authentic, and then meeting them in real life and thinking that they're not authentic, right? But I don't think that even if she thinks she's right, And I don't remember how the question was pitched to her. I don't think it was Billie Eilish's place to do that. I don't think it's Billie Eilish's place to say that, being she's a musician, but she's not a rapper, right? She might hop on a rap song or maybe, you know, brush elbows with some rappers or be friends with some rappers, but Billie Eilish is not a rapper in that way. She's a singer, a good singer, a Grammy award-winning singer. I'll never take that away from her, right? But it wasn't your place to do that in that way. Like, you wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be her place to say that about country music either, right? <clears throat> it wouldn't have been her place to say that about, like, folk music. Or actually, maybe it would. I guess Billie Eilish is more pop than anything. But, like, in those more, you know, specialized genres that aren't just, like, singing in front of people, right? It wouldn't have been her place to say that for, like, Spanish music, for reggaeton or bachata or whatever it's not her place to say that and it's not her place to say that about rap either she's just closest to rap and it's also funny for billy because billy dresses like a rapper like she doesn't dress like a rapper all the time and some of what she does is 100 caucasian white like there are some things that she does and says that are very much you know white american culture but she does dress she you know what billy eilish dresses like she dresses like a black dad who's still pretty cool, right? Like your black dad who still like is into modern music or at least somewhat modern music and likes rap and you know hang, hang is able to 
be around younger people, even though he's like 45, he's still able to chill with like a 24 year old and be cool, right? She dresses sort of like that, where it's like hyper matching, like big outfits, like just, you know, going ham. She dresses like, like a, like a fat Joe almost. Fat Joe isn't black, but you get what I mean. Um, she dresses almost like a rapper. So it's interesting that she dresses in that way, clearly influenced by hip hop, right? And it's clear that she wasn't always that way, right? Because she wasn't famous the whole time and a whole bunch of her image is because of she was famous and she doesn't want to be perceived in a certain way. So she wore baggy clothes to cover all that stuff up and she continues to wear baggy clothes. But that wasn't something that happened until she got famous, right? And I don't have a problem with how she dresses. If you want to dress inspired by hip hop, I don't give a goddamn flying fuck. Dress however you please, and that'll be fine with me. As long as you're comfortable, right? As long And as long as you're not, like, seriously appropriating culture, like you're not wearing, like, a Native American headdress or something, like, I'm not cool with that. But for the most part, dress how you want. Be, be who you want, right? But when you're dressing like that, influenced by rap, but not a rapper, is it your place, right, to comment on rap in that way, saying that rap is fake or that a lot of rappers are fake, right? And again, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, right? And again, I don't know if she meant it to come out in that way. And to my knowledge, she hasn't made a statement, even though the backlash on Twitter is lashing back for sure. But it's just so like, think about what your place is before you say things, right? And I say this as someone who's about to spew this or distribute this to the internet for a whole bunch of people to listen and read, or not read, this is an audio platform, but listen to critique, to comment on, right? I'm about to unleash that to you all, right? So I have to figure out doing this, like what to talk about, like what crosses any lines? Do I want to cross lines? Is this my line to even cross? And I honestly, I feel like what Billie Eilish said in the long-term scheme of things is not harmful, really. Like, I think it's going to blow over. People are going to forget. She's going to win more Grammys. And no one's going to care, like, come June, right? Unless she continues to say shit like that. But no one's really going to care come June. And she's, like, 17, 18. Like, she's going to learn and mature and learn what the place is that she needs to be in and what the places are that she doesn't need to be in. But it's just interesting. It's like a lesson of like know your place and know when it's okay to cross the line. And maybe she thought that like this Vogue or I don't even think it was Vogue. Maybe it was Vogue. I actually don't remember where she said it. Maybe she thought it was going to be something different. Maybe she thought it wasn't going to be printed. Or maybe she just didn't think it would be taken in that way because rappers say that shit about other rappers, right? But the problem with Billie Eilish is that you are not a rapper, right? It's like when gay people, right? When gay people on Twitter, gay, lesbian, LGBTQ community, right? They'll make fun of gay people a lot, right? I see gay jokes towards other gay people from gay people. I see it on Twitter a lot. And it might be funny, I might chuckle, or I might be like, oh, I might have noticed something similar, but it's not my place to make those jokes. I am not gay, right? I'm not a lesbian, I'm not queer in that way, so it's not my place to make those jokes, right? It might be my place to make other jokes, 
But in that certain context, in those social situations, you have to know that they're okay to make fun of people within their own community, right? But it's not always okay for an outsider to come in and make fun of your community. And I think Billie Eilish got it a little bit twisted there, but maybe she brushes elbows with these rappers and they say that shit to Billie and Billie is just, you know, spewing it out, right? But I don't think it's that big a deal at the end of the day. I think it might be like the meaning behind it and like what, you know, comes about it or like what it means for someone who's not a rapper to critique rap in that way. I think that that can be potentially a big deal. But I think the fact that Billie Eilish said it right now is not a big deal. And I think that she'll learn from this experience. I'm sure she's seen what the critiques have been. And I'm sure that it'll it'll blow over, right? But I just want to talk about it. I thought it was interesting. Like, where Billie Eilish's opinion probably came from. Also, what rapper she listens to. Because a lot of, like, rappers nowadays are more into the art than like the authenticity at least from what i see like a lot of young kids like a lot of like the 18 19 year olds they're into more of like storytelling than authenticity maybe that i'm wrong about that maybe i'm just too old to see but that's what it seems like it is um but anyway before i wrap this up before i leave you to go wherever it is that you go um i wanted to talk about tiktok but only briefly. I'm not gonna bore you with this if you're an adult and you're like, fuck TikTok, that's fine. I understand, I used to be you. But I've been making TikToks for a couple months now and it's a fun app. I'm not like popular or anything, but TikTok is fun. But you may have heard that Vine 2 has come around called Byte now instead of Vine. And I made a TikTok promoting my Byte and TikTok just completely throttled it. Like it didn't get any views, like literally zero views about my video, about my Byte account, right? And I have like 200 followers on TikTok, nothing major, right? And the only way I can think for the reason that TikTok throttled it, because I can understand if I use the words Byte, right? I can understand if I said, F TikTok, I'm going to Byte, forget this, I'm moving over here. And I can see if I put that in my caption or in a comment or anything like that. I can understand if the algorithm picked up on that and said no. But I didn't even do that because I was afraid of that. So I just said the word in my video. And just by saying the word bite and talking about it in my video, it got literally zero views. And I know TikTok may or may not be run by the Chinese government or anything like that. But it seems to me that the only way something like that can happen is if they're recording the audio and processing the audio and seeing what audio they like or don't like or what audio should be supported or not. And this is just a theory, this is just me spitballing, but TikTok has had issues with collecting data and like collecting young people's data, which is, it leads a question like, if it's irresponsible to collect like a 13 year old's data, what makes it responsible to collect an adult's data? You know, but not the point. TikTok might have a little bit more advanced like algorithm than we think. And it's interesting, maybe a little bit scary to know how quickly they can analyze what you're saying in a video and shut it down or promote it or whatever, right? Because I just said, I have a Byte account. I have a Vine 2 account. I didn't hashtag it. I didn't put it in my caption. I didn't comment it, nothing. 
and immediately zero views. So it has to be some type of voice recognition. Maybe it's like rooted in like phonology or artificial intelligence or anything like that. But something really took root, got it, caught it, throttled it, no views. And it's just interesting, like what, you know, what you say on social media, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. Maybe people are watching you. Maybe they don't. But I mean, I've posted pictures of my face on the internet. I have a Facebook account. Like if someone wants me, they can come and get me. But it's just interesting that even my voice might not be safe. And maybe your voice isn't either. And I'm about to put my voice out for potentially millions of people probably not millions of people, but potentially millions of people. So just interesting, like how much power your voice might actually have. Um, but that's all. Um, I'm going to wrap this up here. I feel like I was in my bag today. I felt like I had some good segments here. Still working on the transitions, but I feel like it was good. I feel like the flow was good. I was, you know, feeling pretty good. And when I like podcasts and I get really into it, like my eyes start to close and I'm just like, just firing off words and who knows if it's good or not but i felt like this is pretty good um yeah so thank you for listening paying attention wherever you are love you goodbye